Hey guys, I want to welcome you to the weekly Wednesday for the Financial Freedom Newsletter, where every week, every Wednesday, we delve into something inspirational, motivational, something excerpt taken from the Financial Freedom Weekly Newsletter. Wherever you are, if you're listening on Spotify, on iTunes, Google, be sure to click the like, subscribe, share, comment. Without ado, let's get into the show. Hey guys, welcome to this week's podcast episode for the Financial Freedom Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Christopher Liu, and I'm really happy to introduce our guest today, Sean Zubor. He's going to talk about sales, real estate, how to become a top 0.1% real estate professional, mindsets, success habits, and uh, I'm really happy. So, um, Sean, welcome. Thank you for having me, my friend. I appreciate uh, being on your show. Yeah. Um, so what's interesting is I always love to interview, you know, the people that are on the cutting edge, the mindsets, what they're doing. So tell people your story, how you got started, what you do, and we'll get into it. Yeah, so it's a long story, so I'll abbreviate it as quickly as I can. But basically, I started real estate 10 years ago. Prior to that, I was in banking. I was a professional full-time mixed martial arts fighter. Um, so I've always been in some kind of weird business, so on and so forth. I've never had a salary job my entire life. Um, but when I transitioned from fighting and banking to real estate, I really... I. I understood the importance of being an entrepreneur and taking the business on for yourself. When you work for a bank, obviously you're still commission-based, so there is an entrepreneurial aspect to it. Um, however, it wasn't free for all. I had to stay within the guidelines of what they wanted. Um, yeah, 10 years ago, we, I started real estate. First year I was in real estate, I was lucky enough to win Rookie of the Year for our board amongst 25,000 agents. And then uh, from there, I started my own brokerage in 2017. And between 2017 to 2019, we're just a small boutique. From 2019 to present day, we're just shy of 500 agents. And we did $2.38 in sales last year. Wow. So, uh, yeah, I'm always uh, interested um, because basically, you know, you have this transition from W-2, self-employed, kind of solopreneur, then business owner, entrepreneur, investor. Uh, so you made that progression. So, Tell, you know, kind of uh, the, the the mindsets, the mentality of success, the habits that go with it. Um, how can people, you know, glean these insights to be successful in their own lives? So I think one of the things, the biggest takeaway that I've had in my life so far is that I try to do very difficult, sometimes extreme things. Um, and I don't mean to hurt yourself or any of those aspects, but right now, for example, I obviously I don't fight anymore. I still do Brazilian jiu-jitsu, but I do ultra running, for example. So I, I got a hundred mile ultra marathon coming up next month. And the reason I do these things, it just puts everything else into perspective. And so a lot of us have a lot of fear when it comes to starting our own business, running our own business, you know, doing all those things. So for myself, what I try to do is I try to do as, as much difficult things I can in the morning. So when it comes to like in the real estate business, everybody's scared about picking up the phone and talking to strangers and cold calling or whatever have you. Well, coming from the MMA background, I can always just tell, tell you straight up, it's a lot easier calling somebody and getting rejected over the line than getting punched in the face. So <laughs> for myself, I just try to consistently do things that challenge me. 
obviously it's good for health in certain aspects as well. And it keeps me on my toes. Um, and then I find that that's translated into business really well for me over time. Yeah. I love that uh, in most of the uh, successful entrepreneurs that do, they're either military or athletics or, you know, something um, where, you know, where you have to be kind of innovative. What made you decide to go from, for example, you know, W2 and then becoming a top point one percent real estate sales professional? So there's a couple of things. A, uh, W2, I was more or less capped. So it was a maximum amount of earning potential. There, I didn't foresee myself becoming the CEO of one of the largest banks in Canada. So it it, it, it was a much, uh, much different route that I could have uh, exposed. But I, I like the freedom. And I use that word very uh, lightly because a lot of people think the freedom of an entrepreneur means that you have lots of time, which I'm sure you obviously know that's not the case. Your time is very limited and I'm scheduled to the half hour uh, segments throughout the day. But for myself, I like the opportunity, the freedom of growth, which direction I can go, the things that I can do, the control that I have over my own future. And so that really intrigued me when it came to real estate. Um, and also the beautiful thing about real estate is is that it allows me within that spectrum of the business of real estate, there's so many different things that I can do. So, you know, I, I'm developing townhouses and low rises. I have clients that are buying, well, I'm just currently working on a $100 million deal with a development client. Um, I run a brokerage. So there's a lot of things within the same genre. Um, so I really enjoy that in real estate. And that's, that's kind of what made me do that change from working for somebody, even though being on commission for working to working for myself. Yeah, it's uh, it's quite interesting because you talk to people and once they realize that your income potential is uh, unlimited when you start, when you make this leap and um, yeah, you're in, it's interesting because, you know, most CEOs, it's not merit. It's basically you're handpicked by someone that wants you to have a carry out a particular agenda. And even those CEOs, unless they're the founders, generally they're capped at how much they can make too. And obviously there's some of them making millions. So it's a good cap. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> Um, but if you look at the people that are really creating massive amounts of wealth, majority of them are working for themselves. Um, what interesting is, uh, you know, what, what, what kind of, uh, habits and routines do you have? I'm, I'm always interested in the, uh, what successful people do, um, you know, either in the morning or, you know, ice baths, um, you know, different thing, cold, hot, cold. Uh, I'm curious. Yeah. So, um, I, I'm a firm believer in having a great morning routine, I'm personally an early riser and I don't go to bed very late either. I go to bed probably between nine and 10 o'clock. So not super, super late and earlier, the better if I can. Um, but I'm usually up like this morning. I was up at 4.30. Generally speaking, I go for a run. Um, I do some for the form of breathing exercises. Um, and then I kind of get to work and just have a coffee and relax before my kids are up. I'll take my dog out. I'll just have some time. I used to have this long list and sorry i do i do cold showers i'm actually just installing an ice bath and sauna in my house so i will be doing that as well but i had um probably for about two years maybe a year and a half i had a very intricate long list of things that i did every morning meditation breathing uh, <laughs> reading certain aspects so it was it took me like two and a half hours <laughs> i just found that because just like i'm sure like you I've, I've talked to so many people and so many people have added you have to do this <laughs> i don't think i don't think there's something that you necessarily have to do every morning for me it's exercise it's hard exercise to kind of clear my mind 
I need some quiet time, some unplugged time. So I try to keep stay away from my phone. I try to stay away from emails for the first hour or two hours. And I try to have just coffee. It's just, it's more of like an unplug in the morning than it is, um, you know, something that I'm I'm super hyper-focused in. So that's what I could try, tend to do every single morning. One of the things that I, I try to do is I do the same thing during the week that I do as the weekend. So I don't differentiate days, even though I may not be working on the weekend. Um, and that just kind of, I find that helps my biorhythm or whatever you call circadian rhythm work out better throughout the entire week. Yeah. It's interesting. Uh, one uh, funny story is uh, I talked to one founder and she basically woke up early, got her coffee, and she basically drove uh, a uh, 40 mile, uh, I'm not sure what it is in Canada, but mile. Yeah. And that that got her into this state and it just basically gets you into this product productivity or, you know, this flow state, um, you know, whatever. It's different for everybody. So totally. um, I, I, I just find like, I don't try to overcomplicate it. I do the things that make me feel good. So usually, like I said, I'll, I'll do that run. I'll have a coffee. I'll have some zone out time. I do actually read 10, 15 pages of a book, and it's usually work-related to start kind of getting the flow going. But the biggest thing that I noticed was a big difference for me that I eliminated is I stay away from my emails. I stay away from all that work till I've done that hour and a half of me time. And I think that's one of the things as a father, as an entrepreneur, you're constantly being pulled in all these different types of directions from people that are still very important to you, obviously. But um, I think for me, the mornings, <clears throat> that's one of the reasons I like my family. They are not morning people. I am. So it allows me to kind of have just some time specifically for me. Yeah, it's interesting. You also mentioned something earlier on these 30 minute time segments. It's very effective. Tell the audience about that. Yeah. So uh, in business in general, at the very beginning, especially in, in real estate and sales, you're kind of always chasing that next deal, especially at the beginning, right? So I try to differentiate myself as two different entities in business. A, I have my CEO hat on, which means I'm. this is more planning, you know, crunching numbers, understanding what I'm doing. And the other portion is just like the worker bee or the realtor or whatever you want to call it. And that I'm just executing on the plan. And so as a solo entrepreneur, as an entrepreneur, as somebody that has a bunch of people that work for them, whatever it is, I found that I was constantly on a roller coaster when every single day I was like putting both hats on. So I'd be constantly checking the things that I've done, coming up with new ideas, all this stuff at the same time, dealing with clients, dealing with new agents, whatever it is. So I, I really differentiate those two. So I have times where I wear my CEO hat. This is the time that I'm planning. This is the time where I'm meeting my staff. This is the time where I'm doing those things. And then I, the rest of the time is strictly execution. So I don't try to reinvent my schedule every single day. I just follow what my schedule tells me to do. And then what I try to do is I try to track as much as I possibly can everything that I do, and it's all in my calendar. So then I can look at the progress and every week or two, I'll once again, put on my CEO hat, review the things that I've done and be like, okay, well, these are things that now I can delegate to somebody else. These are the things that worked out really well. These are things I need to, are time wasters or whatever it is. And then I'm constantly involving and then I'm going to plan and execute again. So that's kind of how my schedule works. And so majority of the time, I don't know if you guys can see it here, but um, majority of my time, you can see I'm kind of my calendar is a little bit all blocked up with all kinds of different colors. I'm, I'm booked up to between a half an hour to hour segments. And as an entrepreneur, the, the other amazing thing about it is, is that 
we are always in this psychological battle with ourselves that either we're not working enough or we're working too much, right? When you follow your calendar and you've done everything the calendar says, and now you're done for the day, you know, you can look back and be like, hey, I did everything I was supposed to do to become successful, right? Um, I didn't miss out on anything and I'm not overworking or underworking. I'm doing what needs to be get, get done. So it allows me to shut off at the end of the day better than if I just, you know, went, went by whim or fancy or whatever it is down the yeah. line. So That's fascinating. I, I recently read somewhere where the calendar, you look at somebody's calendar and you can see it's basic. And I love this idea where it's like kind of said, and then you just basically execute it. So you're not thinking it's like, you just do what the calendar says and you know everything in there is most productive uh very fascinating if you look throughout your day like if you look back and for myself i'm always trying to my my two biggest business philosophies are value so try to give as much value as i possibly can to my clients to my staff to whatever it may be and then leverage right so um one person can't do everything there's only two things we can do to increase the amount of money we make basically when it comes to business side is we can charge more per hour or we can create more hours and there isn't more of us so we have to bring additional people to add those uh, man hour power right so uh for myself the way i look at it is i'm always trying to look at i'm trying to make x x amount of dollars per hour why am i doing something that i can pay somebody 20 bucks an hour to do right why am i uh, so i'm always trying to find ways to leverage and bring more value to my clients to myself etc hmm. i love that yeah, i love that um and then um so you know we'll move into kind of like the real estate and you know what you did and so what are the key factors that helped you succeed to create a billion dollar sales company yeah, so I think first things first, you know, 10 years is not a lot of time, but it's not a short period amount of time either, right? So I, I feel like first you have to become the professional that you want to, uh, to, what's the best way to put this? Let me refresh this. Okay, so I always ask myself every single day, would I follow myself as a leader, right? Am I somebody that I would look up to, especially if I did less deals or less transactions? Am I... Am I somebody that I would pay to learn from or be mentored by? And the reason why I ask myself that is because I have to hold myself to a certain standard to make sure that I am that person. And so I think depending on where you are in your business life or career, you have to make sure that you come to a point where you become the professional first. And a lot of us, especially in today in the world of social media, we're looking for those quick, instant gratification, the instant wins, things like that. Understanding that first we need to be able to crawl, then walk, then run, I think would be the first portion. So before I started a real estate team, I did 60 something transactions a year by myself, right? So my number one goal was I wanna know everything about real estate and I'm gonna talk to as many people as I can. So I was calling 500 people a day, dialing 500 people a day. I had um, a board, that was my F off board, pardon my <laughs> language, but basically every single person that ever told me to F off and just hung up on me, I would check mark that on the board. And once I got five, it would be a steak dinner reward for myself because I knew I was that much closer to a yes, right? And so I continuously tried to hone and master my craft. I wanted my clients to win. I wanted my, I wanted to be the best at what I was individually. And then I didn't even have to start a team. I never advertised once to join my team. Later on, I have, but at that point, never. 
two of my first agents, they just called me up. Hey, bro, you're killing it. I just caught my license. Can I join your team? I'm like, I don't have a team. Right? <laughs> They're like, well, can we join your team anyways? Sure. So I had to create systems on that. And then, then I wanted to master being the best team lead I could possibly be and leading by example. And I never told these people or anybody ever that's ever worked for me to do something I've never been willing to do myself. Right. So I think incrementally leadership is built on putting out the work, them understanding the amount that, of work that you've done, becoming that and honing that professionalism so you can really add value. Um, and then that from there, it just continues to grow. It, it, it almost like multiplies by itself. Yeah, I love that. And um, so it's so interesting. It's always consistently adding value, you know, holding yourself accountable. So, you know, these are key, you know, huge insights. Um, talk about, and I love this idea, this, uh, this board basically, you know, so with sales, it's like, you know, get the, it's basically uh, numbers, you know, and you're honing your skill. And um, what's what's interesting is that, uh, you know, you're going to hear a lot of no's and just basically keeping to a schedule. Um, the other thing is uh, this idea from, you know, the real estate and especially, you know, people with, I'm not sure how it is in Canada, but with the, the United States, you know, there's this interest rate fear and people are saying, oh, there's a recession and commercial real estate's in trouble. You know, what are your, what are you seeing from, you know, your side of the pond? Yeah. So, I mean, we're going through the same type of thing up here um, and we, we're actually looking to open in the States. So I'm, I'm, I, I speak down in the States at different conferences and so on and so forth. So it's, it's mirrored what's happening there is happening here. Um, that being said, I think, and I don't mean to like partisan people, but for myself, the way I look at it is, is the intelligent investors, the guys that have bought many times before and hold a ton of property, they're salivating right now, right? It's the mom and pops of the world that are really getting uh, inoculated by what's on TV and what's happening. Um, and so most of my, for example, the guys I'm working on this $100 million deal I'm doing right now, this property would have been worth 150 million in 2021 at our peak, right? Mm -hmm. So they they are obviously cash heavy. They're not going to have finance have to finance too much of it. So there has to be metrics. There has to be some affordability. You have to be able to stay afloat because if you run out of money, you're out of the game, right? But uh, one of the things the financiers that I deal with quite a bit always says, and I and I it rings true, is that the interest rates vary. You know, they're flexible. They change. The per, the price that you purchase a property for never does, right? So um, obviously there's interest rates, accumulation and so on and so forth. So if you're buying for too high for too long, your overall cost is going to go up 100%. But um, my personal belief is this is, and obviously I don't have a crystal ball. I think we're in for a maximum another 20 months of these higher set rates. The states that you guys just uh, paused your rates, we just increased it a quarter percent. We probably have another quarter percent coming. I'm assuming you guys probably will as well. If you look at the actual, like our our inflation went from eight and a half percent to three and a half percent. So it's come down substantially. I, I feel like right now we're kind of at that cusp, but there's a lot of really good deals. Dependent on where you are in the states and same with here, inventory plays a huge role. So all the new developers aren't putting out product not right now, and they purposely do this to increase that supply and demand. So I feel like if, if you can buy a property at a discounted rate and you have the ability to hold on to it with these higher payments and either subsidize it with rent or whatever it may be, I think I think it's an awesome time to buy. I, I'm personally buying right now. So yeah. 
Yeah, it's interesting. It's always uh, running the numbers. Of course, you know, in the more the more investors I talk to, it's more um, it's like uh, it's not as a general asset class. There's like pockets. There's lo- different locales that are up and down, and it's kind of you know you have to be more strategic. And again, the numbers, um, again the price you pay, the interest rate, you know, the debt servicing, all these play a larger role, um, which is fascinating. Yeah, yeah, and I agree with what you're saying 100% there is, in, and I think you put it perfectly, it's not necessarily the market in general, is there are some massive opportunities in this market, right? I just think the mentality in a lot of people is when the market's skyrocketing, everybody wants to hop on the ride and you're paying exorbitant amounts, right? You know, if we get back down to those interest rates and those threes and so on and so forth, I think... Uh, I think the sky's going to be the limit on when our next bump is. So I feel like making sure that you're dealing with a professional that knows what they're talking about and can run those numbers, make sure you are in cash flow positive or at least, you know, you're neutral or you can, you know, there's a possible bump in there and you can you can uh, service that debt. I think that's the most important thing is just thinking of it as a business and doing it properly. Yeah. How can people contact you, follow you, you know, reach out to you, you know, check out your social media? Yeah, the number one place would be my Instagram. So it's just my name, Sean, S-E-A-N. And my last name, Zubor, Z-U-B, as in Bravo, O-R. Follow me, DM me, and I'd love to uh, I'd love to chat. Yeah. And for the audience, let's thank Sean for coming on, uh, talking about success mindset, success sales, building a company, real estate market. Really fascinating. And all of Sean's resources will be in the links and show notes. And thanks so much for coming on to the podcast. Thank you so much for having me, my friend. Have an amazing day. I hope you really enjoyed that wonderful, inspirational, motivational piece. Again, if you, wherever you are listening, if you liked it, be sure to like, comment, share, subscribe. We're on everywhere, Spotify, iTunes, Google, Amazon, Audible. And without much ado, be sure to thank this show's sponsors, and we'll see you next week.